G'day everyone, this is Rita Joyan and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast, how to turn a passion into a profession. For my guests that are listening today, for my listeners I should say, there are many of you I know who have the you know, that consciously of going, you know, you're, you're going to work nine to five, but in the evenings you're doing something else. And I can guarantee you, you're not alone in doing that because my guest today has been in those exact shoes where he was going into his role, his job in the mornings and in the evening working on his passion project. His name is BJ Gautam. He is India's number one podcast coach. He's the founder and host of India's top selling or top self-help podcast, The Inspiring Talk. He helps organizations and people take their message to the world using podcasts. His work has gained national coverage in India, being featured on the Hindu, Hindustan Times and Hindu. His podcast downloads are over 100,000. He quit his job as a research scientist, guys, only six months ago. And today he's here to tell us how he took his passion of podcasting and turn that into a profession to become India's number one podcast coach. BJ, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, welcome. Uh, thank you so much, Rita, for having me here. <laughs> You're so used great. to being the host. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so used to being the host, you know, that's why like, welcome. Okay, thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, I'm it's very enough. excited. I'm very excited to have you because that feeling, that leap that you made from a research scientist, because let's face it, being a research scientist, you know, you put a lot of work, academic work behind that. It took years of slaving over to get to that level. True. Then, and you live in a culture like India where, you know, like, because I come from Afghanistan. And so in that region, it's very looked favorably when you have that profession, where you have that title, it's even more, you know, prestigious than it would be in the West. So tell me about that leap when you went from, okay, you know, I'm quitting, I'm quitting being a, a research scientist and I'm going to go into podcasting. Like that's a big leap. So walk me through that experience. So I think let me uh, take you back, you know, real back when I started my job itself. So, um, you know, all my life I have been an average student in my school, like until high school, like I was an average student. And when you are an average student, like you are, uh, you know, not in anyone's, uh, you know, focus, like either you have to be extremely talented student, then, you know, everybody starts noticing you or you are extremely bad at your school, then, you know, everybody starts noticing you. And when you had an average student, nobody actually cares about you because, you know, it's, it's so cool. I mean, uh, and you are also pretty happy with that. And that's how I have been all my life. And when I, uh, you know, finished my high school and when I was taking this um, uh, preparation and then, you know, I took this test. Uh, entrance exam for the university. Uh, I come from Nepal and, you know, in Nepal and I took that university exam, uh, entrance exam, and I couldn't uh, make it. And then, you know, that hit me, kind of hit me like, you know, in my life, I have never failed in that way. And that was like really a biggest failure for me. And after that, like I got fascinated uh, by, you know, like I made myself a commitment that, you know what, even if I could not make it to the best college, I'm going to be the best wherever I go, right? So that was the commitment that I made to myself. And after that, I came to India for my, uh, you know, undergrad into pharmacy. I went to pharmacy school and, you know, I was really an average kid, an average kid. And on my university, like there were, you know, kids who were really bright, 
But you know, I remember me first day sitting at my school uh, on on my you know at my university, and uh, you know noticing the kids. Okay, these are the smart kids. Cool. These are my competition. You know, I I don't care. You know what has been your background. I don't care what has been my educational background or how bright I was in school. But here I'm gonna be the topper. I'm gonna you know top the school or you know top the university. And and eventually, like um, um, you know, I top the college. I you know started attending uh, motivational seminars, reading self-help and personal development books, and that was the moment when I actually got introduced to this whole you know. Um, uh, you know, industry of the personal development, learning and, you know, growing myself and improving. And I was learning those principles and applying those on my own life. And, uh, you know, on, and I, I talked all four years of my university. I was awarded as the best student of pharmacy in the second year. On third year, I grabbed like full fee waiver scholarship. And on final year, I graduated with job in my hand at the top pharmaceutical company in India. And it all seemed amazing. You know, I was really having a kind of fun there. Cool. You know, that that was this average guy, uh, you know, who couldn't make it to the university now grabbed a job at the top pharmaceutical company, multinational company. Um, and also on the job, like I was getting pretty good recognition there and this couldn't last longer. One and a half years into the job, I felt, what am I doing with my life? Wow. Right. Everything was perfect. And, you know, research scientist title and, you know, getting good salary. And I said, what am I doing here with the glasswares? What am I doing here with this flask and, you know, burette and, the, um, you know, this chemical? I'm the people person. I need to be in front of people because that speaking and, you know, being in front of people has always been passion to me for my life. And so, so, so can, I just ask, can I just stop you there, please, BJ? When you knew that, why did you go to pharma being a, like a research scientist? If you knew that... I mean, and I'm curious because many, we all do that. We know we want something, but then we go into this other field. Why did you choose racial science when you knew you wanted to be around people and to speak? Yeah. So that realization came one and a half years into the job. Like first year of my job, as I said, like there was recognition and, you know, I was awarded on my job in the first year of my job. One year on my job, I was like giving my 100% on my job and I was enjoying that job, doing that research scientist thing. And after one year and, you know, one and a half years into the job, after that, that realization came, what am I doing here? Because I cannot see me, you know, mixing chemicals all my life, uh, you know, and then that realization came, you know, one and a half years into the job. And I said, cool, then, you know, what's next? What's something that I can do with my life? Because when you have that feeling, there are two options with you, right? Whether you leave with that feeling for whole life. And I have seen that kind of people there where I worked on the organization, like they have been there for 15 years mm -hmm. with the same thought. Like I do not enjoy my doing, uh, you know, what am I doing, what I am doing today, but they actually do not take any action to, uh, you know, address the feeling of frustration that they have because they don't like the job and they really don't create something for themselves. And I could, I couldn't see my, you know, myself on them. I I, I said like, man, whatever happens, I cannot be these people who are like seemingly from the outside world, senior research scientist, research manager, all these mm -hmm. titles, but inside they are not happy. They are like a dead and they're just, you know, um, feeling frustrated every single morning. And I said like, I cannot be one of these people. Then, uh, okay, cool. Then what I can do now? What's my next step? Because now I have this feeling that I'm not, you know, supposed to be here. This is not something that I can do in my life. Then how can I address this thing? What is the next step? Then I was searching for a lot of different things. And the initial idea was to 
like, okay, before I quit my job or before I figure out something for myself, I think it would be a great idea for me to just reach out to very successful people and inspiring personalities and pick their brain and learn how do these people think, how they have made their own journey, pretty much like what you do with your podcast, right? You are trying to figure out for your listeners how these people quit their job mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, got full time into. So that was pretty much the idea. I just wanted to get into the mindset of successful people. And I wanted to initially start a YouTube channel, but along with the job, like you need to have a studio set up and maybe you need to have some hair. <laughs> so, you, you need to look beautiful in front of a camera. <laughs> so, um, which I'm uh, clearly not. So, editing. And editing the pod, uh, sorry, YouTube channel and videos, I mean, that seemed like a lot of work for me to handle along with my nine to five job. And uh, as I said, my job was a, you know, a research scientist and which means there was time to reach the office, but there was not actually, you know, fixed time when you can get out of the office. Once you have started, uh, you know, some experiment, then you cannot leave in between and just close the laptop and move, walk away, right? Because you have to, you know, complete that one particular process before you can leave home. Then, you know, with that, then I was still researching and then I came to uh, know about this beautiful medium of podcasting. And I said, wow, this is amazing. Uh, this is something that I can do from my own bedroom and, you know, I can do it anytime. And, uh, you know, I don't have to be in front of camera. So that's how the podcast, you know, uh, my podcast, The Inspiring Talk was born. So it was and, really based yeah. on the fact that you wanted to speak, you wanted to be with people. And this was the way, the avenue in which you could do that while still having a job. Yes, this is absolutely because I wanted to hang out with the people, you know, who think differently because I was in that environment where everybody was complaining, everybody was not happy with their life and they were just complaining and doing nothing about their life. So I wanted to be, you know, on company of people who actually are doing things and who could share quite a few things about their life so that, you know, I can stay inspired and find and figure out my own way to get out of my job. Right. So that was the whole idea. And I started my podcast, um, you know, and uh, when I started my podcast and back in 2017, August of 2017, podcast in India, like has not picked up, like really, uh, it, it was like in very nascent stage at that time, not so many people were doing. And uh, at that time, there were almost like non self help podcasts, And I thought I saw that as an opportunity, like in like we have these self-help podcast and podcast and entrepreneurship, uh, you know, in US and Europe and all other parts of the world. But in India, we don't have the stories of our success stories, like mm-hmm. the people who are successful here. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I also believe that, you know, the person or the whatever, whatever, you know, the principles or the things that works there in US or Europe might not work here in India, because as you mentioned earlier, like it is a totally different cultural background right here. Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, parents have you know, um, the control over the kids and you, are, you yourself are from Afghanistan yeah. and you understand this, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's totally different conditioning here and people still live with their parents uh, after getting married. So it's totally yeah. different culture. Yeah. It's totally yeah. different, uh, different society here. So I thought, okay, what if I can get these people who grew up and who became successful from the culture that we are in? Mm-hmm. And that's how, like, I wanted to uh, start a show where I, uh, featured our success stories, um, you know, and, uh, um, and, you know, and podcast, I, I started doing podcast and 
um, is, is um, I was doing podcasts. I was also looking at, you know, in terms of training and coaching business, I wanted to be a trainer myself. Um, and I was part of a lot of these, you know, trainers group here in India, WhatsApp groups is like really huge. And I was part of these groups. And when I was sharing these episode links of my new episodes uh, for my podcast, the people on those group started reaching out to me saying, Hey, you know what? I really liked your podcast. How can I start my own podcast as well? Mm-hmm. And I used to get on a phone call or maybe, you know, just write them an email or just send them a text over WhatsApp saying, okay, do this, this, this. And after that, like the numbers started growing. Uh, you know, there were like a, a, quite a few people, like every week there would be two to three people asking me the same question. And I saw, okay, there is the market for this. Why do not I make this a product myself? And um, that was something, you know, that hit me on my head. And, uh, you know, about that leap and the first action that I took, and obviously, you know, something needs to hit you before you take action. Obviously, like a lot of people on their job do have idea in their head, but they do not act, right? So I had that my idea because a lot of people started asking me, I wanted to offer, you know, create a product for the same thing, but I was not taking action until one day I was, you know, called in my office to work on Sunday. Right. So that was the only off you get. And uh, there was some, you know, emergency or some work or maybe some um, uh, artificially generated, um, you know, uh, emergency or whatever that was. And you have to be in office on Sunday. And I came back home at eight in the evening. And that was like the day when I was very frustrated feeling that, you know, uh, what am I doing with my life? I don't have a, you know, weekend or, you know, a Sunday in my life where I can, uh, you know, take time for myself and the things that I'm passionate about. And it was so frustrating that all I did was crafted a WhatsApp message saying, Hey guys, I'm launching the first ever podcast coaching program. And I gave myself like a, uh, I think, um, 45 days or maybe 60 days of time. Uh, and I announced the date of 60 days later because I, I, was really not expecting a lot of people to sign up for this program. Like I said, okay, uh, if I want 10 people to join this program, let me make the batch size of 10. And for me to get those 10 people sign up for this program, it's going to at least take me 60 days. And that's how like I announced the date for, you know, 60 days later. And I just drafted that message saying, guys, uh, I'm starting this podcast coaching program. A lot of you have been asking me, how can I start a podcast? So I'm starting this uh, six weeks coaching program. If you are interested, just text me or DM me. And then I floated that message to all of the WhatsApp groups that I was, you know, part of. And uh, by this time I had no structure. I had no idea of what I'm going to teach. I had no content. I had nothing. All I had was that frustration and that message that came out of that frustration because I was called at my office on Sunday. Right. So, and then I floated it on all those WhatsApp messages and surprisingly like almost 20 to I think 30 people reached out to me on my DM saying, Hey, I just saw this message. Uh, you know, uh, can you share more details? And you know, as they were asking, I'm crafting the reply for all of these people. Okay. If they are interested, this is going to be my first message. I'm creating the message and then, you know, so that, and I was deciding, okay, what should be the pricing and all. So I decided on the move and then within 24 hours, like there were 10 people who paid me the amount for that coaching program. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, man, now we are in business. (laughs) Yeah, we are in business. But again, you know, 
but I had nothing, as I said, like I, mm. I don't know what I'm going to taste to these people, but they have paired because they have been seeing my podcast and they said, okay, this guy know what he's talking about. And then they just paired. And now I have this pressure of delivering, uh, you know, what I have promised, but I have like 60 days in front of me. <laughs> and uh, like, that was crazy. You know, I, I didn't expect like those uh, 10 people and the whole seats to, you mm. know, be sold out within 24 hours. And mm. after that, like I have to say, we are sold out. I'll let you know when, when I open up for the next batch. And that's how like the, you know, podcast coaching thing started. And after that, I went back to my own notes that I have made when I was starting podcast. Uh, you know, uh, I made a lot of checklists. I, you know, when I was starting my podcast, I was doing a lot of research. I kept a separate notebook for all the research that I have, uh, you know, uh, done for my own podcast. I uh, went back and, you know, looked back at my own experience and then, you know, designed the six weeks program delivered it and you know it got phenomenal response from the people who joined that program uh and after that like it kept happening uh and but this is all uh, while you're working full-time right absolutely yes yeah. i was working full-time um and you know i uh, took this uh, sessions on sunday mornings like two hours every sunday for another six weeks i'm going to take these classes and i had like i had to run my podcast uh, you know how much it uh, how much time and effort it takes to run a podcast right finding a guest uh, you know rec- scheduling the interview recording editing you know yeah. publishing and yes. on and on and yes. a lot of work that's like a lot of work uh, without anything else when you have yeah. a job. But on the top of that, now I have this, you know, coaching that I need to uh, conduct. But, um, you know, I used to normally record my interviews at nine or 10 in the evening or maybe early morning before I went to office. And, uh, and then, you know, structure my coaching program. And every Sunday uh, I sit down and, you know, teach people on how, how they can start their own podcast. So this went for another six months. And after that, uh, some organizations, uh, you know, uh, started showing interest. Hey, can you help our organization set up the podcast? And uh, when I had my first organizational client, which means like a big money, um, and uh, you know, <laughs> code word, code word, yeah, big yeah, <laughs> yeah, big company, code word, big money. And you know, when I had that first organizational client, and also my coaching program was uh, picking up uh, almost, uh, you know, every forty-five days, I was starting a new coaching. Uh, batch and I said okay now um, and also even that did not give me a validation right so one of the mistakes that I have seen a lot of people uh, you know make is um, uh, you know when they have this first idea of quitting the job they like leave everything and you know just jump in your passion follow your passion and I think that's the biggest mistake that one can make right first you need to have that validation of uh, whether the idea that you have is going to work or not and I think that's what I did when I was doing that for six months, which is like a pretty decent validation that there is a market for this and I can make something out of this. And when I had that organizational client, which was an assurance that, you know, it is kind of scalable thing, which, you know, uh, I can take to another level. And uh, when I had that organizational client and I said, uh, and also I had some of the clients who paid me regularly uh, and, you know, I started offering post-production services. Uh, I started offering consulting. So when I had, you know, so actually, I consult um, one of these, uh, you know, uh, top podcast listening apps uh, called Castbox. Uh, so I consult them for their India business. Uh, so you know, when I had these regularly paying clients for me, and I said, okay, now I don't have to work that much of time, and my income is, uh, you know, more than what I w- I'm making in my job. And I said, okay, now it's time for me to take that leap because 
what I'm making now from my side hustle is more than what I'm making from my job. Uh, and also, yeah, so and that happened pretty much like a two months into the game. But again, I wanted to play safe. Uh, so what I did was like I worked for another four months so that I can have at least a year's, uh, you know, worth of uh, amount that I can have, you know, savings on my bank. So even if I'm not any making any money, yeah. uh, you know, once I quit my job, then I should be able to sustain for another year. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to play real safe there. Mm. So then, you know, I made this saving for a, a year. And once I had like, okay, cool. Now, after all these, you know, settlement from my organization, from, you know, the clients, the money that I have in the bank right now will help me sustain for another year of, uh, you know, quitting job, even if I'm not making anything. Then once I had like, then I got this confidence and again, uh, I had like that confidence, but again, you know, I was definitely scared and there was like a lot of, uh, you know, what if this doesn't work mm-hmm. and, you know, those hesitation, but I said, okay, uh, on job, I can get back anytime, but, uh, you know, it's time for me to take that plans and, uh, you know, see how things go f- uh, for me, work for me. And then I finally uh, decided to take this plans uh, and get full time into, um, you know, starting my own. And uh, yeah, that's, that's how the whole uh, leap happened. So, so tell me this, BJ, when you, when you were taking that leap, um, how long was it before you offered your first class, right? How long were you podcasting for to be able to teach people? So, cause I know people are listening in right now and they're thinking, so how much knowledge do I need to have to teach something so how long were you podcasting to an to enable yourself the confidence to teach someone else how to do it um so i took nine months to uh you know i was uh, podcasting for nine months before i launched my first podcast coaching program but here's the thing um you know i think if somebody is looking at quitting their job i think coaching and consulting is one of the sweet spot there you know because even if you think that you are just, you know, uh, very, you just have a very basic knowledge about something that you are expert in, but there are people who would be willing to learn that first step or ABC of the, you know, business or thing that you are out there, right? For instance, I know nothing about, let's say, Bitcoin or maybe blockchain. If yeah. there is somebody who just understand basics of, uh, you know, uh, Bitcoin and say, okay, Bitcoin or blockchain, basics, then I would be happy to pay and learn if I'm interested Mm -hmm. because I know nothing and that person know something, you know, than me. Then I think if you are thinking that I'm not really expert at the topic that I have, and I really don't know a lot of things about this because you know where to find resources, you know, you know, uh, of quite a few things that nobody, you know, people do not know because when you have that knowledge, it's easier for you to tell yourself that, you know what? you know, what I know is just basics. Everybody know that, but it's not true. There are people out there who do not know. Like it took me two weeks to figure out how to record remote interviews, right? So there are people out there, even everything is on internet, but people just can't figure out because of like overwhelming, uh, you know, information that is out there. So if you can make job of other person easier and, you know, just put it in the simple terms, whatever you have today, there are people out there who don't know the amount of who don't have the amount of information that you have. So I think it's always good for you to just create the course, at least tell it like a basic course and then put it out there and see, uh, you know, you, you, I'm sure that you will be able to, unless it is the skill that people, uh, you know, don't want to learn like, right. So one of my guests said, uh, if you say I'm really good at cleaning potatoes, then the another question you might, you might want to ask is, 
are people willing to learn how to clean potatoes? Maybe not, right? So, even a chef that would want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless uh, unless you have a skill that people would want to, you know, if you have skill that people want to learn, mm. then um, uh, then you know you are in good place to offer it out to the people. So you know, if you are into six months or maybe five months or even like, see the thing now let's look at it the other way. Like it was nine months for me to start my own podcast, but for me to start my podcast, it took me six months. Then it's nine plus six, which is 15 months of like research and trying to figure things out uh, myself. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so that, so that's what you were doing. Now tell me when you, now you've got like a hundred thousand downloads. So someone who's listening, who thinks, who would like to start a podcast, how did you build your, um, your audience base to get those numbers so that, you know, and how long did it take? How many episodes a week do you upload once a day? So like, what are you doing in the background to enable you to have a hundred thousand downloads for someone who's listening and who is wanting to start a podcast? Yeah. So, um, you know, for obviously like, uh, you know, I started as somebody who was, who had no influence and who had no authority in the market. Right. So, uh, you know, nobody knew who, who this guy was and I just started this podcast. So, uh, pretty much it is organic, uh, in a, in a way, but, uh, uh you know, like for the first, uh, I remember four months, the total downloads that I got was like 1200 for the first four months. And when I had that amount of downloads, one thing that I kept doing was consistently producing episode, which is like really important for you because I see a lot of people give up, you know, producing episodes of their podcast when they see, uh, not so many downloads of, of coming on the podcast and they give up on seven episodes or maybe 10 mm-hmm. episodes mm-hmm. when they see, see like there are not so many people listening to their podcast. So one key thing is, you know, be consistently producing episodes. Uh, you know, when you see that you are creating valuable content and you can ask your listeners if, if, if your podcast is good, if your content is good, keep you know, producing episodes consistently. And once you are <clears throat> doing that, and I think the, another thing that has helped me is getting right kind of guest who went out of their way and, you know, promoted it uh, to their network, right? So it is not a hidden secret anymore. Like, uh, you know, a guest, when you ask a guest, share the episode, a lot of listeners, uh, you know, you, you are getting a lot of these new listeners. And one crazy thing that I would like to share uh, that I have done once and uh, after that, like a number started shooting up is um, whenever I have this very popular guest, right? So I had this, uh, uh, you know, sensational YouTube singer. Uh, she's based in US. She's an Indian girl, moved to US, but now she's like very big on uh, YouTube. She's uh, a Vidya Vox. And, you know, um, so when I interviewed Vidya, um, you know, all these big celebrities kind of people do have a lot of these fan accounts, which are not the original account, but these are the fake groups on Instagram, yeah. uh, on Facebook and, you know, all these different places. And when I interviewed that girl, I just went to each of like on Instagram, I reached out to uh, the admin of all these fake accounts. And I told them, Hey guys, you are doing amazing job keeping, you know, the fan of Vidya Vox engaged. I recently interviewed with DevOps where she talked about her, you know, uh, personal life. And I'm sure that, you know, the followers who are following you on Instagram would be very happy if you uh, share this interview with them. Here are the 
uh, some creatives that you can post on your Instagram account. And I gave them, you know, some, uh, some video stuff and some quote. And then uh, some of them had like 35,000, um, you know, uh, followers. Some of them have 20,000 and some of them just have thousand. But I, you know, went forward and asked to admins and most of them surprisingly posted it on, uh, you know, their feed. And, you know, uh, that's him. I did the same with like a Facebook group. I joined all of these fake Facebook groups, but the, you know, listeners are loyal, right? The pages are not the, you know, official pages, but the fans are like a loyal fan to the person whom I have interviewed. And then I went to group and then again, posted the link saying, Hey, I have recently interviewed Vidya Vox. Why don't you guys? And these are like a diehard fan of that girl. And they went on to listen to that podcast. And I saw that number suiting up. So whenever I have this very popular guest, uh, I do the same. I go, go out there and find the community of the people who are fan of that person or, uh, you know, who are having that conversation about that person. Uh, post it on that group and you know that helps you uh, a lot and um, and you know obviously other than that like posting on your social media and asking your guests to promote and also another thing that I do is like make it very very easier for my guest to promote my episode I just don't give them links I give them creatives that they can share on their social media. I create a code for them. I create a video asset that they can share on their Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn or Twitter. And I also even, you know, craft a tweet for them and give them a direct tweetable link. So if they click on that link, they don't have to type anything. It just get tweeted. So I just make it simpler for my guests to share their episode. And when you, uh, you know, share this and, uh, you know, and your guest, um, uh, share it with their following you 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 know your show will eventually i start getting visibility and traction and after that uh you know apple podcast started featuring my podcast uh and uh you know a lot of people started talking about um the show and uh you know eventually now uh it's it's a uh, really you know uh, growing and a lot of listeners are finding the show every single day so which is uh, uh awesome. quite amazing Awesome. So you're now, you are now a full-time podcaster. Like well, I can call you a, a you, you are a pod, that's your title, right? Yeah. Very true. exciting. Yeah. You are, you are in the 21st century, you are a <laughs> profession, right? So now yeah. let me ask you this. I know you said you have a course, obviously that's how you monetize it. Is that mm-hmm. the only way you monetize your podcast? Um, so as of now, uh, you know, I'm a big, um, and this is something that I teach to my own students as well. I tell them like, Hey, don't wait till you have like 5,000 or 10,000 downloads an episode. Uh, why don't you create your own product and services, uh, that you can, you know, uh, promote to your listeners. Even if you have 200 downloads, you can create your own product and services, uh, that you can. So, um, so, you know, uh, to, to answer you shortly, uh, as of now, I haven't started monetizing my podcast as such. Uh, because I haven't created any product as yet, but uh, if I ever monetize, if I you know uh, start monetizing my podcast, that would be by promoting my own podcast. Uh, sorry, on my pro- on product and services. Today I promote my podcast coaching and consulting on my podcast because I see that gives you huge revenue as compared to what advertiser would pay you for. Uh, and even if you look at these like A-list podcaster, uh, if you really look close at the income revenue of John Lee Dumas, who is one of the uh, you know podcast millionaires, right? He make a million dollar every single year from uh, his podcast. And if you look at the monthly report, income report that he publishes on his website, um, 50 to 60% of his income come from selling his own product and services, the journal that he sells, the online courses that he sells, you know, the uh, membership uh, website that he has got. And only 20% of that 
uh, only 20% of that income comes from uh, his, you know, advertisement. Even like that top podcast, which get millions of downloads, is only making 20%, which is a small fraction of income from advertisement, which shows like if you can create your own know, product and services, which might be relevant to your listener, I think that's, uh, you know, that's how you can make more money from your podcast as compared to uh, going to advertisers. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, because you mentioned before CastBox and you did consulting for CastBox. So for listeners, I wanted to look into how is that consulting gig? How did you get those consulting gigs from your podcast? And how, how can you share some tips so that people can also look into that avenue of monetization? Yeah, um, so obviously, like when I was uh, doing my own podcast and I was... Uh, uh, I was trying to build relationship with as many podcast playing apps out there, right? Uh, the whole idea of, uh, you know, uh, making that relationship was to get my podcast featured on their app, right? So I reached out to CastBox when I was starting my podcast. I told them, hey guys, would it be possible for you to feature my podcast? Uh, and, you know, that's how the whole conversation began. And, um, and you know, uh, and uh, CastBox is a company based in China, but the business primarily is in US. Mm. Uh, and, you know, uh, and I love that app so much. So I said, okay, uh, you know, I want to, uh, so they said, okay, we want to feature your, uh, you know, podcast. So how you can help us. I said, okay, I'll, uh, you know, help you guys uh, by sharing only CastBox link to my listeners. And, you know, that's how I started building relationship with these people. And once I started building relationship with these people, then, you know, we kind of became friends with these people. And, uh, you know, they were on a, tour in India and we just uh, met and uh, they said like, Hey, you know what? We are looking for somebody to take care of uh, India business for us who could consult us on how the podcasting market in India. And by that time I've started podcast coaching and consulting and they uh, knew that, okay, this guy could be someone who can help us and add value to our, uh, you know, podcasting, um, uh, you know, business in India or maybe growing the user base of Castbox in India. And that's how, you know, we had that conversation. I said, okay, I'm off for that. I was still doing it at my job uh, when I, when I, uh, you know, uh, had that conversation with them. And I said, anyways, I'm quitting my job in another two to three months. Uh, if you guys are, you know, looking for something like that. And uh, I think, um, you know, I started working for them one month or two months before I quit my job. Uh, and, you know, I said, okay, I'll take that responsibility for you guys. Let me know what all I need to do. And, you know, that's how uh, I reached out to them. But again, it, it boils down to building that relationship and solving first. Like I told them, you know what, uh, you know, this is what I'm doing. I'm asking all my listeners to listen to your podcast and CastBox. And by that, at that time, you know, um, there was nobody uh, for them. The app pretty much in India looked like a US app. All the podcasts that was featured were US, mm -hmm. uh, you know, podcasts and all the sections, you know, where pretty much the app didn't look like an Indian app, like where, you know, the content is Indian customized, yeah. right? So that's pretty much what I helped, uh, help them with. And I still consult them today as well. So yeah, so that's, that's how the Cashbox thing happened for me. So okay, that, that's, that's very interesting. Thank you for that. So when you are doing that and when you're like, because you, you said before that the podcasting is not just something you just record an episode and voila, there's a lot of work in the background and then afterwards it takes place. So if you were to look at one, so for listeners who are listening, one episode, how long does that take you in terms of doing, just if we look at once you find a guest? recording then editing afterwards and then the correspondence and then the creatives that come back how long does one episode you know approximately take you to do all of that kind of stuff 
Uh, that takes a lot of time, uh, actually. But now for, for the editing, like I have an editor who you know does that. But again, uh, you know, sometimes I do edit myself, and uh, I think it, it it takes around like three x the time to edit. Like for example, let's say if I have a one hour interview, then it's three hours to edit, uh, and after that, you know, uh, writing show notes is another one hour. So you can say like you, it's, you write uh, the show notes yourself. Uh, yes, I do write the show notes myself. Not not transcribing, but oh, okay. just writing the summary. Not not okay. tra- transcribing. Okay. Yeah, trans- writing the summary. No, not transcribing. Yeah. So I do uh, write a summary, and you know it takes another uh, one hour. And creating creatives is like it, it takes almost like uh, seven to eight hours uh, for one episode. But it was like fifteen to twenty hours when I was starting out because uh, you know editing takes a lot of time when you are just starting out. Uh, but over the period of time, you will get uh, better. It's huge. It's a huge amount. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's the thing because you think it's a podcast, you just record it. But to get the engagement, that's where the work comes in because, and it's sure. not just about posting it on social media. You, you do that. But it's also, the, like you say, the creative take time, listening yeah. to the show notes and come, creating a summit. Like all of that is like, like. Yeah. And I think the biggest, uh, you know, one place where I spend a lot of time is in terms of researching the guest, Mm. Uh, because the more amount of, you know, time you put on researching that guest, you know, you can ask better questions and Mm. you can get more deeper conversation and, you know, not only something that everybody asks to that person, but if you just want to get into depth of the conversation and, you know, so if you, let's say, listen to like five of their other interviews, then that's the point where you are going to start conversation, uh, con- your conversation, which means like you are now going one level deeper than mm-hmm. what everyone else is doing with that person, right? Rather than asking about, okay, tell me about how did you lose that $1 million? Uh, you know, uh, then, you know, on all of this podcast, this person is now talking about how did he lose $1 million? And then you you can start asking by, I've heard you saying that you have you know, lost $1 million by doing so, so, so. So tell me how were you feeling or yeah. what was you know, going on your head and how did you come out of that so you yeah. can get into another level and which you know, makes your uh, interview uh, you know, different from others. So I think uh, you know, that is like highly underrated, the amount of time that you need to put on researching the guest because people just you know uh, take the interview based podcast because it is the easiest one get somebody on the call have conversation hey how's the weather there in australia <laughs> oh here it's sunny oh in india it's so hot you know and don't do that your listeners are not there to know about the weather update in australia or india right so they are there for some content and give them content that's what the weather app is for you know <laughs> <laughs> so on your website you said uh, you've got you've got a breakdown of your demographic you've got for your particular podcast which is called the inspiring talk you've got yeah. 18 to 35 year olds who are 80 percent in india 20 percent foreign in foreign listeners and predominantly in the u.s and the uh, they're entrepreneurs interested in health self-help yeah so for someone who is listening to this how did you define your demographic to that niche Mm-hmm. Was it in the fact that that's, that's, that niche speaks to you or is it because you've somehow did a poll or you researched and that's how you've got the evidence of who's listening? Um, yeah, so obviously one is looking at my own analytics, but again, when I was, uh, you know, targeting my podcast, as I mentioned earlier, like there were no uh, self-help stories and uh, in India self-help podcast, and also there were no stories of successful people of India, right? Mm. So obviously it, when I'm sharing the successful stories of people in India, then the demographic would definitely be India primarily. And 
uh, and you know uh, obviously uh, because it is an english web you know people can listen globally but primarily that's that's how that demographic come into place and um, when i'm having this uh, you know conversation with my guest one of the things that i focus really on is in terms of mindset right uh, and and you know uh, these people are like passionate about personal growth uh, themselves the listeners of my podcast if somebody is not passionate about personal growth then they would not really be listening to the podcast about the self help and personal growth that's another like a validation of these other people and i've also drawn a survey recently where i asked like what do you do and you know a lot of people said they were entrepreneurs that they are on job looking to start their own uh, you know venture so that's uh, that's another data point to know that okay these are the kind of people that are listening and also constantly asking your listeners like uh, is i do have this uh, if you go to my website you see that you know uh, receive the episode updates on whatsapp which means people are giving me their numbers so when i you know and i ask uh, these people occasionally like okay what do you like to listen uh, the most on the podcast and uh, you know starting a business or entrepreneurship is something that has uh, you know a uh, lot of people requested frequently so i say i i assume that you know these are a lot of people who are interested in entrepreneurship who are starting their own business either they are entrepreneur themselves or people looking at you know starting their own business uh, but they are looking for inspiration uh, primarily so you know yeah these are the ways that uh, you know you keep asking your audience uh, what do you want and then you figure out okay this is the next topic that i want and this is the next guest whom i need to bring on the show because a lot of people are asking for that Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And so in those moments of you, you know, researching the editing, was there any point in time that you wanted to give up and say, I just don't know if I want to do this. Like there's so much work, like it takes probably a day to edit and create and distribute one episode of a podcast. It pretty much takes a full day. Yeah. Did you true. ever think like, do I even want to do this? Like, is this worth it? Did you ever come across in <laughs> that, that, you know, that standoff yeah, I do. moment? <laughs> Yeah, I do that feel every time I'm on my editing desk. <laughs> oh my god! Tell yeah, me about be, it. Tell let, me about it. Uh, <laughs> let me be very honest with you. Every time I'm editing the podcast, like that's the worst. I mean, the least thing that I want to do. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and the worst thing that can happen to you as a podcaster is like you have like these five episodes recorded, and you know, you know that needs to be edited and. you know published so that's the you know worst place because a lot of people struggle finding the guest but you have found the guest you have this amazing people on a, uh, mm-hmm. as a guest on your show you have recorded the interview and these interviews are not uh, you know published just because they are yet to be edited so that's the worst place that you can be uh, so you know editing i have realized like man this is not something that i want to do but i love having conversation who doesn't right so having yeah. conversation is fun and you are learning a lot but mm. editing is something that uh, you know i hate myself so that's how like uh, i said okay cool uh, let me get an editor who can uh, edit my own podcast and also you know edit the podcast of my clients uh, so yeah so so where did you get is that from like upwork or fiverr or somewhere like that uh no i found somebody from again one of my listeners reached out to me um uh you know uh, to join my podcast class and he told me that he was an audio engineer and i said okay cool can you get me somebody who can help me with editing my podcast and he got me uh one of his friends and uh, she does the that for me so uh, and and do you like are you like a control person where it's got to be done a specific way or are you happy to just say he's the final product of what i want and then you give them free reign like Is it hard uh, to release yes, control? 
absolutely i i have to like uh, listen to it and give feedback and you know ask uh, to make the corrections but still my time of like editing things is gone uh, but now you know obviously when somebody is doing that for four or five episodes then uh, the editor also understand like what exactly uh, is the tone of the podcast and what needs to go out but in the beginning it's difficult for you know you to uh, make that person understand what exactly are you looking at what is the good editing and what's not uh, so you know you just need to tell them at the beginning but now she gets it so that's that's the good thing <laughs> she yeah. gets it she's she's on board yeah. she's on board yeah, okay she's, yeah. so uh, what what mistakes have you made that if you could go back you could or have you made any mistakes that if you could go back you would you know redo that thing rewrite thing rethink it like just for someone who is listening in and thinking if I could, they could stand on your shoulders and take a look at the, the breadth of space and work that you've covered. Is there anything that you would re- do better or more effectively? Uh, so in terms of like uh, quitting the job, I think, um, you know, for me, at least when I had that validation that, okay, now this idea will work, then I shouldn't, I, I, I don't think like I should have waited for like another six months when I had that validation, like after three months of validation. And when I saw that, okay, now there is, this is constant recurring income, then I couldn't, I shouldn't have like waited for the three months because those last three months when you know that now you are quitting the job and you know, uh, but you, you are not quitting because you wanted to, you know, you made, okay, I'll quit in November. And those three months are like the most painful where you just give only the amount of time it, you know, you need uh, on the job. And while, you know, every, your, all of your thoughts and everything is on starting your own, right. And on your own thing. So I think I would have like uh, taken that leap a few months earlier. Uh, if I, if, uh, you know, uh, I could, you know, correct that because uh, now that I know that it, w- it would go well and everything will work. So obviously, you know, at that time I had those, my own fears and doubts, but I think uh, I would have done that. And um, another thing is like having a mentor is a very uh, powerful one. And, you know, joining the mastermind group is something that I would have done like really early on in my life. Uh, because having a mentor in your life who can guide you through the process, number one, and also joining the mastermind group. Like when you have the mentor who has walked the path, who has gone through the, you know, the stages or phases that you are going on a job, right? Because that person has went through that uh, phase himself. So he can guide you and he can tell you, okay, what to do and what not to do. So that the whole journey or the time that you will take to reach from A to B will be, you know, really shortened. Uh, so that's one thing. And another thing is joining the mastermind group because, you know, that Oops. Hello, BJ. We just kind of, you're frozen. Go ahead. Go ahead. We got you back okay. now. You're just frozen for a bit. Okay, cool. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes. Go ahead, please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So one of those things that I was talking about is like, you know, having a mentor because having somebody who has walked down the same path and, you know, who have done it can guide you and the journey of like, you want to go from A to B and your mentor can actually help you certain the time that you will take to reach from A to B, right? For instance, like it took me six months to figure out how to launch a podcast. Now I help people do that in six weeks and uh, with much more information than that I had when I started my own podcast, right? So I think that's something that I wish I would have done earlier, having a mentor for my own journey. That's number one. And number two, having somebody whom you can be accountable to and you know, being a part of a mastermind group is like a really powerful one because uh, I joined this mastermind group where we come every 15 uh, days or every month 
and then we are just discussing the challenges that we are going through and what we have been able to achieve in past 15 days and uh, what we have been struggling and what are my action points and doing this like you are holding yourself accountable to a group of other four people and these people can help you with their own resources and ideas. Now you are not only working from one idea that you have on your head, right? Now we have mm. like other four people who are sharing you ideas, giving you insights and sharing from their experience so that you get a lot of different ideas and a lot of action items that you can implement on your own life. So I think these would be like the three things uh, I could have quit earlier. I could have got my mentor early, uh, you know, earlier and also joined the mastermind group uh, to hold myself accountable. And was your mentor and mastermind in India or was it outside of India? Yeah. Uh, yes, it's in India. Okay. All right. So you got yourself involved yeah. in that and that gets you on track. Okay. That, that's good yeah. to know. And so do you distribute when you have a, um, a podcast and just to talk about distribution are you on every social media channel like snapchat youtube instagram facebook twitter um are you like all of them <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean i'm on all of them um you know i i just like uh, be on all of them uh, but you know not all of this platform to give you uh you know uh, listeners but it's good for the visibility purpose like to be on all of these different social media it just gives the visibility visibility of your show on different media, but yes, I'm on all of those. Um, and did yeah. you have to study them to know how to use each one? Because each platform is very uh, different from one and the other. And so the, con the content of the work has to really fit into the context of yep. the actual platform. True. Uh, so I try and create a different piece of uh, content out of my podcast uh, for the different platforms. For instance, for Instagram, like I create a beautiful quote out of, uh, uh, you know, the, the something that guest has said, which struck to me. I just take that out and put it out with the, you know, beautiful image of the uh, guest and post it out there as a quote. Uh, and also sometimes I've created this visual, uh, you know, something like as a uh, meme kind of videos, which I post on Instagram. Uh, with the audio of the guest and uh, post it out there on Instagram. And for Twitter, like I do create again, like the quote that person has shared. Now I do not share visual here. I just uh, share the text version of that quote for the Twitter. And for LinkedIn, I write a, a nice, uh, you know, sometimes I do write a nice article for the LinkedIn Pulse. Others mm. like I just create and uh, post LinkedIn post. Uh, you know, just summarizing the few things that I have learned from that person uh, because text is text works really well on LinkedIn still. Mm. And sometimes like on Facebook, I do, uh, you know, a quick Facebook live saying, hey guys, I've just interviewed this person and here are like the three things or five things that I have learned from this person. Why don't you go and check this, uh, you know, podcast episode. So, you know, just try and experiment. Um, I try and experiment with like the different ways uh, on the different platforms. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Okay, fantastic. So using it all. Now, as you're a professional uh, podcaster, <coughs> excuse me, does anybody, because it is Indiana, it's a different culture. Um, does anybody, like, do you kind of feel ever that it's still not, or is it, how is it perceived, being a podcaster, being perceived in India? Like as a title, as, as, a, as a profession of what you do, how is that perceived? So every time I go to these events and when I introduce myself as a podcast coach and everybody's like, wow, I have never heard of that. Can somebody make 
Can you make money can, or is that like a... Yeah, yeah. Can somebody really be make? I mean, like, is this something that you do full time? Like full time? Yeah. And I'm like... Yes, I. <laughs> and they repeat the word full time. <laughs> yeah, they repeat the word like, like full time. You don't do anything else. Like you just do podcast. And I said, yes, I do podcast full time. And I make money. <laughs> full time. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's still like, you know, uh, obviously, you know, uh, and it's interesting, like I met this another guy at an event. Uh, uh, it was a business event and it's a very interesting story. I met this guy and uh, he was a, um, you know, uh, Instagram influencer himself. And he post, uh, he create post on his Instagram account to make money, right? That's a business. That's, a, that's what he does, right? He works with brands. And then uh, he asked me this question, hey, what do you do? And I said, I'm a podcast full time. And how, how, how is it working for you? I said, it's going good. And he said, you know what, I'm an influencer. And he asked me, like, are you married yet? And I'm saying, no, I'm not married. Why? And he said, you are going to, you know, it's going to be quite a trouble for you to get married. And I said, why? <laughs> and he said, like, you know what, I, I'm making good amount of money. I bought a home for myself. I got this amazing car for myself. And, you know, I did all of this amazing stuff with, you know, being an Insta- Instagram influencer. And the moment I go, and in India, right, you know, uh, girl does not marry boy like a girl's family marries boy's family right mm. so this is how the you know yes. like you have you know this is yeah. this is how it works and he yeah. says like when i go to you know see a girl uh you know the parents of the girl just doesn't get it what i do and it's really difficult for me to find the girl and you are gonna face the same because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> either you say either you should get a government job or you know you should have some decent, uh, you know, job in a corporate other than that, like, or you need to have established business. But if you have something like this, which yeah. nobody understands, it's going to be difficult for you to find the yeah, other. That's, I, that's, I, that's very true. You know, you should call yourself <laughs> like a communications director of your company. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's a podcaster, really, but you're just giving it a different label. I like that. But, you know, yeah. And that might still like help that. your potential in-laws, you know? <laughs> Uh, true. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, uh, we pretty much laughed at that. And, uh, you know, he said, no, I'm serious. And that guy looked really frustrated for not being able to find the goal because he was an Instagram influencer. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's where we are here in India. In that's that's interesting. That is, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, yeah. look, I, I think, you know, I don't think it's just India. I think it's even over here in Australia, it's pretty much like to you, you'd actually make money like with podcasting so it's, it's good it takes time but because technology has brought on new professions and just like once upon a time working on tv or working on the radio or working yeah. in print it was all a new medium and so that for that to be common day every day a profession it took time and it's yeah. the same thing with us going through this this journey of of podcasting it's going to take time for people to realize that it is something legit and not something like cute. Right. So my last question to you, BJ, my very last question, what's your ultimate vision for yourself? Like you've done this, you took a big, not a, you didn't take a big risk. We all take risks every day. You took a leap into a passion and yep. you've now successfully turned that into a profession. Having done that now, what's your ultimate vision that you have for yourself moving forward um so you know as i said earlier the one reason that i started my podcast obviously i didn't intend to 
become a podcast coach or podcast teacher when I started my podcast, right? So the whole idea for me was to, uh, you know, learn from the successful people and share those ideas with people so that people can come back to me and say, hey, you know what, I listened to this podcast and, uh, you know, it helped me in so and so ways. And I am so, you know, fortunate to tell that, like, I received those messages now uh, quite often, people saying, hey, you know what, I quit my job, uh, you know, this months back uh, uh, to get into my own thing, but things were not working out. But when I listen to your podcast, it gives me uh, kind of hope, you know, hope for myself so that, you know, uh, when I listen to this journey, and I think that's the most powerful thing that has that, you know, uh, your podcast can do for you, right? Like getting impacting on people's life and making that impact and giving them that hope and helping people tap into their true potential. So uh, for me, it's a more of like impacting people and reaching out to them and telling them, Hey, you know what? Every single one of us have unlimited potential within ourselves. And please tap into that potential. Know what is that true potential uh, that you have within yourself. Tap into it and bring it out to the world. Mm. So if you are not, you know, bringing your potential out to the world, it's not only you whom you are, uh, you know, not doing injustice to. It is the whole universe who is being, uh, you know, uh, treated as like whom. Who, it's it's the whole universe whom you are not serving, not by releasing the potential you have within yourself. Right? Imagine, uh, let's say, Katy Perry, uh, Katy Perry, not singing a song, or maybe imagine, uh, you know. Uh, let's say Messi not playing football, then we might have never got opportunity to see those cheap shots and those amazing game on the field, right? Because if you have something within yourself and, you know, uh, please bring it out to the world. We want to see the talent that you have got. And uh, for me, like impacting people's life and, um, you know, inspiring them to tap into their true potential. That's like the uh, biggest vision that I have for myself, like impacting at least a million lives, uh, reaching out to them and telling them, you know what, you have the true potential in yourself. Bring it out to the world. Love it. And if people want to know more about you and your work or your programs, where can they go to, BJ? Uh, you can go to my website, theinspiringtalk.com, and you can find all the details uh, about my podcast, about the programs that I do and the things that I'm doing. Let's take uh, in touch. I'd love to have chat with uh, you know, the people who are listening to this. So, yeah. Fantastic. Well, BJ, thank you so much for the inspiring talk that we've had today. I really appreciate your time and giving us the really behind the curtains view of podcasting, what it takes, your journey and the leap from going basically from full time to a passion, literally to a profession. And you've done that since November last year. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Rita. I really enjoyed having this conversation with you. Uh, oh, you are an amazing host. Thank oh, you. Oh, you're the best. I'll see from one host <laughs> to another. I greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you on the very next episode of Unbox Your Gift.